baby where we started now we on to something new let me introduce you to some of the fresh crew hollywood jack get a leader of the pack cory on your man randy coming in stack robin with the y chilling in the nest holding down the crew can't forget the rest Queen of Queens, Karen, yeah, she taking no mess. Bring your A game, cause there ain't none less. Paco last minute standing, yeah, you know how it goes. Rounding out the best, JV to the pros. Welcome back, JV to the pros, season three, episode 32. I'm Jack Vecchio with my partner, Corey, Mr. Reliable, the Iron Man, Ramsey. How are you, Corey? Jack, holler at your boy. <laughs> What's going on? And we also have our technical genius. Who's the that? last man standing who is sitting. <laughs> Paco. Give it up. I'll let your boy. Hi-yo. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> first off, first off, it doesn't sound right when you say holler at your boy. So you can't say that. I've already said it. Okay. So you got to come up with something else. Well, I've been saying no, hi-yo. Come up, come so up then do else. your hi-yo. No, no. Come up with something new. All right. How about for our ESL listeners? <laughs> Hola. <laughs> The subtitles will be on the show this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we want to talk about this week? Well, we have so many things, but you know what's really cool? Because we have talked about it with our uh, with our producers about having, you know, guests and people in the audience. And it's really cool that we actually have some people in our studio just kind of hanging out. This is just nice. Just want to see how, how a live audience. Live. A live audience. We should, this we should is cool. preface the show with <laughs> JV and Pros was done before live studio audience yes <laughs> yes like they used to do in the old 70s shows. That. <laughs> yes that's good so with our audience say hello audience hello yes the andrews sisters are here there we go <laughs> am, am i dating myself or am i dating my grandfather the andrews sisters the andrews is 1940s <laughs> Did they sing, um... Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. No. I'm trying to think of the group, and they're on my podcast. The Pepino Sisters? No, that sings Mr. Sandman. The Pepino Sisters. I know it. We share a brain. The Pepino Sisters. The Pepino Sisters? Yes, they are. Mr. Sandman. Yeah, yeah, that was... The Pepino? Yeah, Paco's looking it up right now. The Pepino Sisters. No. Yes, that's that's who sang Mr. Sandman. This sounds like a Jack Pepino. It's not a jack fact. It's, I do think it's, it's a, a jack fact. fact. The Pepino We're going to find gonna, that it's probably it's, jacked up. It's, oh, oh I, right I, you I, are, hang Corey. On, hang on. Drum roll, please. <laughs> it was actually done by the Cordettes. There we go. What did the Pepino sisters do? <laughs> I don't see no Pepino sisters at all. <laughs> yeah, there's no Pepino sisters. Look up the Pepino sisters. Or maybe right. on the Bronx somewhere, no, but not here. Up, look up the Pepino sisters. They sang something. And let me tell you what comes to mind about the Cordettes, and it's been a long time, but I wrote a short story called The Sandman Cometh, and I based it off of that song. And it's actually a horror story. The Sandman Cometh. Yes, The Sandman Cometh. Okay, wow. so... Uh, That's when Corey was writing porno books. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is the Pepino Sisters? Uh, the Pepini Sisters are an English close harmony revocal trio composed of Italian-born singer Marcella Pepini and English singers Kate Mullins and Thank Emma you. Smith. And they were like the Andrews Sisters. They were yes. Italy's answer to the Andrews Sisters. But we're talking what about year? the Cordettes. Oh, uh, that was way back in 2004. No, no, no. Were they back in 2004? I'm saying they were in 2004. Okay, that's not. So it's like Sha Na Na, like at Woodstock in '69. You know. So we were talking about those Jack facts. (laughs) The Jack facts. So there you go. (laughs) 
I said it would be jacked up, so there it is. I brought That's my for own salt. I brought my own salt. It's a grain of salt stuff tonight. The great, no. the great cordettes. The great cordettes. Yes. No relation to the Pepino sisters. No relation <laughs> <Okay>. whatsoever. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, what else do we have? Oh, oh, you know what? Um, what do you got? I, I have, I've been watching the summer show, the uh, America's Got Talent, AGT. Okay. Right. Now I got to tell you something because I'm. Uh, this show is basically set up for people trying to break into show business. Okay. It's for singers. It's for dancers, acrobats. It's for you know anybody that's looking to make make themselves known in show business and break into the business. Got it. One of the people this the 16th season of AGT mm-hmm. is someone that everybody seems to know, and if I say the name um, Michael Winslow, do you know who that is? No. Okay. Did you really? ever? Did you ever? I know Paco knows who that is. If you've ever seen the Police Academy movies, he was the guy that made all the sound effects. The tall black dude with the sound effects. He is actually competing with rookies in AGT trying to break into show business. He's like in his 60s. Here's true confession time. I have not watched not even five minutes of a reality TV show or one of those it's a talent show. shows. Yeah. I have not watched a single minute of any of those Okay, shows. I've made up for you, so you've watched half of them then. Okay. Because I, I don't watch The Voice, and I don't, I don't watch, watch American any, Idol. I don't watch any of that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't watch, watch any of that stuff. None of it. You know, some of our audience watches The Voice. <laughs> so, going back to, so going back to Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow is Winslow. actually competing on the show making those sound effects that he made 40 years ago with Steve Gutenberg in the Police Academy movies. Guess those royalty checks have dried up. I, I, well, you also got to remember, though, the cost of living in California compared to the rest of the country. I, I just don't know. There's always Las Vegas. I just don't understand why an established performer like himself is even standing on stage with people who are just simply looking to get noticed. Well, because, I mean, it's not a million-dollar prize. Well, it's I'm going to tell you why. Because the Police Academy is probably not being shown a whole lot. So the royalty checks and the revenue has probably dried up. That's one of those shows I, that we've talked ad nauseum that does not age well. There was there was there was eight of those made, right? Or so okay. that, right? And none of them have aged well. <laughs> not a single I mean, one. The first one the first one In was adorable and the whole the whole yeah, concept okay. was great. Adorable. But it was you. adorable for a year. Yeah, adorable and then it was for over. you. But but I, no. I, I mean, you know, Deacon Jones. I mean, um, I, I just uh, they not don't Deacon age Jones, well. Ben. Not Deacon Jones. Who was who was the um, former football player that um, was in the Police Academy movies? Um, it, it, it wasn't O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Otherwise, those movies something else. That, something else that hasn't aged well, by the way. <laughs> if O.J. had been in those movies, those movies would have killed. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. It wasn't Deacon Jones, but it was it was another guy from the uh, fearsome foursome of right the Rams. Here. Who was it? It was uh, Bubba Smith. Bubba Smith. Okay. Bubba Smith. And anyway, so they had and and uh, Kim Cattrall and yeah, I mean it was. See, it, but Jack, you won't see those shows anywhere. Amazon. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see that. Well, that, hang on. That's not completely true because when I look at Comedy Channel and stuff when I'm scrolling uh, down, I see them pop up regularly. Yeah, late at night. So, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Those residual checks are still being generated. What I'm saying is they've dried up. You don't, right, see, well, you don't see them a whole lot. Personally, okay. I, I think Michael Winslow being on that 
on that show would be like me after 40 years in film going for an audition against people who are just trying to break into the It would be unfair because... Yeah, but, Jack, you know it's not unheard of. I mean... Well, uh, this is the first time I've ever seen an established performer. Okay. Like, you wouldn't see Sinatra go on AGT. Uh, are we really <laughs> going to put Michael Winslow in the same breath as Sinatra? Are I just really did. Are we really going to do that? It was all... It, it was, are we really going no, to I'm do saying, that? I'm saying, like, you wouldn't see an established performer. But that's another Jack fact right there okay let's let's <laughs> okay i mean come on come on come on you just, if, you, on. if you do, if you do if somebody like vanilla ice okay his career is pretty much dried up okay? no hey, he, but can on. we not oh. put vanilla ice in the no. same in the same vein as sinatra oh, who do we who do okay. we put? Who you do said we put? one day you want to meet my mother. You've just upset her. I'm going to meet because her one she day. Loves, because she loves Sinatra. <laughs> so you can't do that. Don't, I, don't talk about oh, her Sinatra. Your mom is, is tapping her foot waiting yes. for me. She's going to haunt like, you when you get home. She's, she's going to haunt you. I'm bad. just saying that. You can't like, do that. If you had somebody who was an established singer and they go up on AGT trying to win a million. First of all, it's not a million dollars. It's 400000 That's first of all. Because the million dollars is paid off, paid off over 40 years. He's not established. I'm sorry. He's just not established. Yeah, Michael Winslow is established for what he did in those Police Academy movies. Which was a very niche thing. And that was right. 35, almost 40 For, years ago. Almost 40 years ago. Right. Him being well-known, at least well, well enough. Known. At least well, well The moment he walked on stage, I knew who he was. Okay. The moment he walked on stage, I was like, oh, my gosh. The what only reason I know who he was was because of Spaceballs. those juvenile movies. But, <laughs> but no, I had no clue. I had no clue who that was, and those were bad movies. I'm sorry, I don't care that they made eight of them. Yeah, they okay. Were they weren't even really comedians. Okay. Yeah, they were just all right. Bad. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I see what you guys are saying. And none of them aged well, but, so it's like. But he has made his mark. He has made his mark in show business. Okay. And I don't see him needing to try to break into the business. Clearly, he's either established or it's over. You're not going to be going on AGT. I think it's over, yeah. obviously. Well, I'll tell you the truth. There's no residual Here, probably coming in. Here's the weird, oh, and, like, uh, Jack. Here's the weird thing with those sound effects and stuff, because it's a summer replacement show. Uh-huh. He has gotten... One performance away from the finals, the final 10. I mean, I can't believe people are, are calling and voting for him. Who is voting for him? First of all, young kids aren't going to know who he is. Only older people will know who he is. And I don't know how he's getting enough votes to have gotten through the semis. Like, he, he's actually, while we're doing the show, okay. the results show is airing. Right. So... so- um, by the way, is he a friend of yours? Because that's what it sounds somebody, like. Because I can promise you that I could scour every podcast in the country and no one has mentioned Michael Winslow. Mike, Michael Winslow. Yeah. Oh, well, I can promise you. Okay. So, he's not a friend. He's not a friend of mine. But, he, but, the, to sleep. but the moment he walked on stage, I knew who he was. I knew who that guy was. All right, Corey. So, do we have that big Corey, like, that thing from the Apollo? We just you know, the him. big hook. You know. Yes. <laughs> okay, Jack is going to be doing the rest of the show underneath a noose. Yes. <laughs> let's 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 move on from Michael Winslow. Stop talking about him, Corey. Just stop. Just stop. Okay. <laughs> Twist my arm. Okay, Jack. Gee. What? Just because you drove him doesn't mean you actually know him. <laughs> Oh my God! What is this world coming to, Jack? Are you going to take that? What is that? the world coming to? Are you going to take that from that Where's guy? My gun. From that guy? <laughs> Come here, Spider. Why don't you go f- yourself, Tommy? 
Okay. So he, he, he got you're gonna dig. It, you're going to dig that hole, it, Jack. It, you're it, digging that fine. hole. Fine. It's not going to be the first hole I dug. All right, fine. You get the line. <laughs> Do we need to go to break here? <laughs> Greatest thing he said in three seasons against me. He gets a zinger in, and now you want to go to break? Where the hell is that shovel? Is your small business, company, or corporation under a legal attack from a disgruntled former or current employee? It often happens where an employee decides to go for a money grab, hoping the business will just settle to make it go away. Well, this is wrong, and Paul Sorrentino of the firm Jackson Lewis knows this is wrong, and he consistently puts a stop to this method of extortion of businesses. Paul Sorrentino fights for you and protects you from sending out a message that you're an easy target. Paul Sorrentino is considered to be one of the five best attorneys in all of California. Many believe he might be the greatest labor attorney in the country. He represents individuals who may be getting taken advantage of by unscrupulous employers, as well as representing small businesses that might be wrongfully under fire. Paul Sorrentino of Jackson Lewis is the premier attorney when it comes to labor law. He represents several corporations that depend on his expertise in class action suits in which the corporation is being targeted. There have been times when opposing counsel has walked into court, realized they have to face Paul Sorrentino, and immediately moved to dismiss instead of letting the judge see that they're going to get shredded by Paul Sorrentino. Having Paul Sorrentino as your attorney is like having a legal superhero on your side. For any of your legal labor issues, call Paul Sorrentino of Jackson Lewis at 619-573-4900. And rest easy knowing Paul Sorrentino will take the best care of you. Call Jackson Lewis at 619-573-4900 and ask for the legal superhero Paul Sorrentino. Tell him JV to the pros recommended you make that call. And we're back with JV to the Pros, Season 3, Episode 32. I'm Jack Vecchio with my partner, Corey, the Iron Man Ramsey, and I'm going to be in charge of the cut button next time because we're not going to break on that note. I'll tell you that. Corey, my, what, do we, what do we have next? Well, my arms are killing me digging that hole. <laughs> next time, next time, you're digging the friggin' hole. All right? Jeez. Okay. And by the way, we're going to need now a new, uh, a new technical person. Yeah, because he's buried. <laughs> All right. So we'll get a new technical person in here at some point. A so technical we, genius. We are taking we are taking applications. So if you're listening out there and there's a technical genius, you know, come on board. And we're taking applications along okay. with taking his car keys. Just be careful with Jack because you know he's got that hair trigger and he's upset. You know, so we got to be real careful. Funny, funny how? What I, I make you laugh? What I'm a clown? I entertain you? Get the hell out of here, Jack! Amuse you? Get the hell out of here, Jack! You almost had me. I just want to make sure you don't crack up the questioning. I'm sweating right now. You're All a funny right. guy. All right, let's go. <laughs> funny how? <laughs> what All do right. you got? You got you got some more entertainment stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely have some more entertainment stuff. You know, last week we discussed, you know, the 50th anniversary of the great Carol King and Tapestry. Tapestry, yeah. And, you know, and then we discussed uh, other, you know, other music, other musicians. So I thought I would do some research on movies. Let me tell you something. It's the 50th anniversary of some really spectacular, incredible movies. Well, wait a second. Can I guess? Can I guess a little bit? Well, why don't I do this? Why don't I just run down the list because it's a lot. 
I mean, you and I both agree that the 70s was probably the golden era for television and movies. Oh, yeah. So let me just tell you in the year of 1971, let me just throw this at you. So starting out, Billy Jack. Oh, yeah. Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah. The French Connection. A Clockwork Orange. Wait, wait. French Connection I thought was 72. Dirty Harry. A Clockwork Orange. Clute. Shaft. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that is a murder film. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. The Andromeda Strain. Play Misty for Me. Let's Scare Jessica to Death. The Last Picture Show. The Omega Man. Brian's Song. Harold and Maud. Carnal Knowledge. Duel. Willard. See No Evil. The Hospital. Ransom for a Murder. Get Carter. Fiddler on a Roof. Is yep. that not a who's who? <laughs> that is 1971. That is the 50th anniversary for these movies. And you know something? The high, the two highest grossing movies of, of the year for 1971? Fiddler on the Roof and Billy Jack. Yep. Now, what was Fiddler on the Roof about? <laughs> Wait, let me guess. Let me tell you something. I can take this foot. If I were a rich man. If I were a rich man. Yes. But I mean, you know, look, when it comes to like uh, counterculture and everything, I mean, Billy Jack just ushered in. I mean, you had Easy Rider. That sort of like opened the door, but I think Billy Jack just kicked the door open. Now, now, let me tell you something. People remember, obviously, Clint Eastwood and the Clint Eastwood films in the 70s. Do you remember who starred in Billy Jack? Yeah, Tom Lawton. Okay, I was going to kind of draw that out. Okay, that kills that one. <laughs> I didn't think you'd get it right away. Yeah. I was going to be like, ha-ha! No, absolutely. My finger in the air. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Tom. I'm a big fan of Tom Lawton. And Tom Lawton was, he was ahead of his time with what he did. Because, see, he pitched his movies to the big net, uh, to the big networks, and when they were kind of like slow to it, oh, you know, it's violent, it's this or that, it has too many Native Americans. He said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to release it uh, independently, and the movie did extremely well, and then it became, uh, you know, a really cult following. Well, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, in any month in '71, there was probably eight or ten films being released. I mean, studios weren't turning out 500 films a year like they were in the '80s. So that's okay. one thing. There's another so, Jack fact, but all right. Well, in the '80s, that I'm going to have to go the, behind. In the '80s, I'm going to have on. to go behind. This, and this I know in, for a fact is they turned in. Fact, they fact, turned out 495 fact, to 520 Jack. films a year all right. between all the studios. Okay. So they were cranking them out once they once they got them streamlined to the point where they once they put the production. Uh, together because when I was on the lots in the 80s it was easy to make a film because once you had every part in place everyone knew their job but see, it was like I, an assembly line you're right but what I liked about Tom Lawton is is that he went from uh, town to town city to city promoting, promoting it promoting yeah. it right and that was huge and a lot of people don't realize that the uh, the blonde in the in the movie was his wife well, he was almost like a door-to-door salesman selling yeah. the film. But here, here's here's the other thing: is there wasn't a lot of competition at the theater. Most films stayed in the theater for months, and by the '80s, films stayed in the theaters three to six mm-hmm. weeks. It was a big, it was a big swing. But, so they were turning out all these films, and all they needed was five or ten of them to make money. So four hundred of them could fail. But for that to be the number one, the highest-grossing film says a whole lot because Best Picture. 
went to, uh, if memory serves. What did Billy Jack Gross? Uh, French Connection. I didn't look that up. French French Connection was one of the films that people went back well, to. Well, sure, that went See, to best film. And, and, sorry, and I, I just, just watched it like a month ago. I just again. found it. Great film. Yeah, great, great film. film. Best, so that yeah. went best film, and also it, uh, best actor. So Gene Hackman won for best actor, and and also, he was basically a rookie to the business at that point. He had just yeah. broken in. Yeah, that and was his signature. That was his signature role. But what right. I'm saying is, for Billy Jack to be number one, I think that says a lot for independent films. And and it's it's yeah. huge for an independent film. Yeah, yeah. But French Connection, I, I just watched it a month ago. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen it in decades, and yeah. it really holds up. I mean, the, the some of those gruff scenes on location under the L when Hackman's in the freezing cold. Oh yeah. And I know how long it takes to shoot those scenes. So he's actually in the cold. And um, I forget his partner who was in Cobra with Stallone, but um, he brings him coffee. By the time he brings him the coffee, it's cold. (laughs) Meanwhile, they're watching the bad guy who's inside eating milk-fed veal. (laughs) And he's in a restaurant like having wine. (laughs) You know, the beauty of these films that I just, all these films that I rattled off, they hold up to this day. Because, I mean, Billy Jack is, is relevant to this day. Think about it. It's talking about police brutality. And it's talking about profiling. It's talking about racism. So that's 50 years ago. Well, we, we talked about, um, not off topic at all, but we sure. talked about the uh, Peaches and Herb, the, the group. Mm-hmm. And that in 71, the guy who founded the group decided to become a police officer in Washington. Yes. And then he does that for like seven years and realizes all people are waiting for is for us to make a mistake so they could yeah. sue us. And this is in 1974, 75. He's had enough. And he puts the group back together mm-hmm. and uh, Reunited becomes a number one hit song. And he gets somebody else to do Peaches. And he just says the heck with, you know, being a cop. He just couldn't. He was, I mean, this was a problem for a long time. And and he saw it as an issue. He said everything we did was being scrutinized for a mistake. Sure. And another thing about Billy, another thing about Billy, Billy Jack, Jack, talking about, you know, what it's like for a veteran to come home because Billy Jack was a Vietnam um, vet. And so he comes home and, yeah, he was violent. And so he had to work through some issues in that film. He was a flawed hero in that. And so I've recently watched that film, and it's terrific. Well, I mean, this is before there was any such thing as PTSD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, there yeah. was PTSD. It just yeah. wasn't acknowledged. <laughs> and he had it, and he was definitely yeah, he was he definitely violent. Yeah. He was definitely violent. And the female in there that he was in love with, she tried to tell him, you know, look, like you can actually be nonviolent. So his thing was, I'm going to meet violence with violence. Well, so I think it's a great. I violence think it's a great was message. his first chess move. Yes. Almost in everything is violence was his first chess move. So I, I, I think that that is. You know, if they had understood what PTSD was back then, credit where credit's due, that's that's a phenomenal film, yes. And and the look at how he comes back as um as a Vietnam vet and, and his first chess move obviously is constantly violence first because that's all he's been dealing yeah, with. Yeah, it's it's such greatness, you know, out there. I wanna I wanna bring up a horror movie, psychological horror movie, and it's the 50th anniversary, and I would highly recommend people to watch it. That movie... I mean, not while they're listening to our show, but but, I get what you're saying. (laughs) But Let's Scare Jessica to Death is a fabulous psychological thriller, and it leaves you wondering at the end, was it all in her mind, 
or did it really happen? And I love movies like that. And it just, the ending just has you wondering. And I would say the mood and the tone of that movie, I think it is one of the best horror movies ever made. Ever made. Ever. I'll tell you what. I, you know, ever made. We we talked about Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, no, it's Don't far even, superior. That, that's like a bad college film. Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't believe it. All these years, I'd never seen it, and then I see it, and it's like, so don't scare Jessica to death. I have to I see would, now. Yes. I would highly, I was I would so highly recommend. I would highly recommend Texas that. Chainsaw Massacre. Give um, me a break. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, talking about signature movies, Shaft was a signature movie. Yes. Because, and certainly that ushered in, you know, what they call the black exploitation movies uh-huh. and it was sort of shaft and here you had this uh powerful black man and he's a pi and he's not taking any guff from the man and everything and he was just he was a cool dude yeah richard yeah. roundtree was just totally cool and that theme song i mean who doesn't like that theme song who doesn't know the theme song of, of Shaft? Just talking about Shaft. By the great <laughs> Isaac Hayes. Come He's on. He's a cool mother. Just talking yeah. about Shaft. You know, Watch sh- your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with Baco, next time you got something to say, shut your mouth. <laughs> I mean, there's so much good. I mean, there's so much good stuff out there. I mean, Duel really ushered in Steven Spielberg. Because that was his first, his first really Big what was the name of it? Duel. Duel with Dennis. Uh, Duel with Dennis. Does it Weaver. star? Does it star Alexander Hamilton? No, it has. It has Dennis Weaver, and what it is is that uh, Dennis Weaver's character cuts off a uh, a trucker, and then the entire film centers around this trucker chasing him. So the villain in the film is this ginormous truck after him, and the truck is relentless. And the film, I recently watched it, it plays well. Really? Yes. You don't Steven think that, you don't think this gave anybody named Stephen King the idea for Christine? No, it's completely different. Or oh, the car is chasing it's a No, truck. it's completely It's a truck, it's way a truck. different. <laughs> yeah, and Dennis different. Weaver is one's doing diesel, his best. one's gas. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Okay. <laughs> I would say I would say um the biggest influence if you look at the film, the nineteen ninety seven film, Breakdown. With, oh my gosh. With Kurt, Kurt Russell? Russell? Oh my gosh. Okay. That's one of the scariest films I've ever seen. Okay. Breakdown is breakdown. So, okay. Yeah. Obvi- so obviously that provoked a reaction out of you. No kidding. So what I'm saying is I'm scared. Is that, so what I'm saying is that that film, 1997 Breakdown, was influenced by Duel 1971. Wow, because now yes. with with Breakdown bar yeah. is pretty high. I um, mean, and then, of course, uh, you know, yeah. Diamonds Are Forever. That was uh, uh, Sean Connery's last film. As James Bond. As James Bond. Not his yes. last film. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is where yeah. he retired. <laughs> good, dis- uh, good distinction. And then, of course, and then, of course, I mean, who didn't love Dirty Harry? I mean, who didn't relate to Dirty Harry that this was a cop who was going to do whatever it took to deal with this racist this pedophile, this murderer, this molest, this molester. I know what you're thinking, punk. You're thinking, did he fire six shots or only five? It's funny that you, because I just got done making a comment about uh, about the guy in um, French Connection that was also in Cobra, and Cobra was based on Dirty Harry's character. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's almost the same thing. They'll just go to any that cop has had enough of playing by the rules because nobody else is. Yeah. And I like Dirty Harry films. And, and I think, and it of holds course, up. the most famous line. 
Yeah, of course. Did I did I fire five or six? Yeah. Well, you feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> and you know the um the actor uh the African American actor escapes me. The his name escapes me, but do you know that he was good friends with uh the African American actor in Dirty Harry? In Dirty Harry? He's in the other Dirty Harry films, just in different roles, but those two were close. Really? Yes. Those and two it, were close okay, friends. All right. And who was the African American actor in Dirty Harry? I just said. I his, got you. I, I just said his name escapes me. <laughs> escapes you. Yes. Paco, Paco what, is. What's the guy's just name? came out of his hole. What's the guy's name. Oh, it is uh, Albert Popwell. Albert Popwell. Not in a million years would I have guessed that. Yes, but good friends. But uh, good friends with uh, Eastwood. And he was in his films, just in different roles. See, and that's probably because he felt like he could rely on him and he had a chemistry. So he goes full circle. He comes full circle in Sudden Impact, where he actually plays Eastwood's um, partner in Sudden Impact. Years later. Yeah, his character gets killed in that, but you see him in all of uh, Eastwood's um, Dirty Harry films. Okay, so Sudden Impact is before Deadpool. Because I think Deadpool was a '90s thing, right? Yeah, Deadpool. Now that was oh, Deadpool. Boy. Deadpool sparked a whole other game between people guessing the next celebrity to die. You could enter the Deadpool and win it if your celebrity dies next. But <laughs> nobody had Anna Nicole Smith when she went early. Is it safe to say that the Dirty Harry movies just literally went from bad to good? So you start back at. Uh, you know, the Deadpool, that was not a good movie. No, not Sudden at all. Impact, eh, that was kind of yeah. like, eh. You know, Magnum Force, okay, that was powerful. But, I mean, really, it was all about, it's all about Dirty Harry. That well, here's the, here's the other thing is, and, and credit what credit's due. Um, yeah. Clint Eastwood, over five or six decades, mm-hmm. has consistently been not only, as a director, the greatest storyteller of our generation, for sure. Okay? But uh, his his films, he's still directing and starring in. Yeah. Like, when you look at Gran Torino, sure. that was meant, that was actually written for Gene Hackman. For Gene Hackman, right. Right. And, and yeah. Gene Hackman said, I'm retired. There'll always yeah. be one more film written for me I could I'm turning it down yeah. but here's the other thing that I think you might find interesting is um Clint Eastwood was actually at the top of the list for Universal to cast once they got the script of Rocky they wanted to buy the script of Rocky off Stallone and they wanted Clint Eastwood to play the lead role which when Clint Eastwood found out that Stallone wasn't backing down mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood does the every which way but loose movies because those are bare fist fighting movies because he wanted to show that he could have played the Rocky character. You know, one thing I've learned in, um, you know, with Hollywood and watching these movies that they're generally the right actor, the right actress ends up playing the role and it works out uh, like Rocky would not have been anywhere near the success, even though with Eastwood. Yeah. With Eastwood, even though Eastwood is a superior actor, you needed that kind of innocence, that kind of stumble. Well, you also stumble. needed somebody who understood the character. Yes. And, and, and Eastwood Italian. was at a point in his career where he was kind of just taking the next role. Yeah. And he was almost playing the same character again and again. And Sly just reeks Philadelphia. As someone who grew up in Philadelphia, there's no way that I'm going to look at Eastwood and say, yeah, that's a Philly guy. No. You look at, you look at Sly, he's Philly. 
Right. He's Philly. I agree with you. I mean, he's, I, he's eating a cheesesteak. He's eating right. a hoagie. Right. He's running around. He's running around on South. He's just a, enough. He's awkward enough. Yes. To be Philly. Like, right. like, you know, like New York is, New York, LA is a little more polished, mm-hmm. but Philly is a little bit with that limp when he walked yes. with that one leg, like he kind of rocked from side to side when he walked. It was just, he was just unbalanced enough to pull that off beautifully, you know? Yeah. And I tell you what, I was glad that they made a few more of those. Sure. And just like, you know, and can, you know, and conversely, and conversely, I don't think that uh, Frank Sinatra would have been a very good Dirty Harry. Right, because he had it in his contract. Right, he had it right. in his contract. To Explain to the listeners Harry. about that. That's an interesting story. Yes. Because he had it in his contract. That, so, yeah. Yeah, so I'll just, I'll be it's brief. Because it's based on a character that Frank Sinatra played. I'll be brief. Before. Yes, I'll be brief. So uh, Frank Sinatra was going to play Dirty Harry. The problem was that he could not hold the magnum because he injured his hand Six years earlier, or seven years earlier, seven years earlier, seven years yeah. earlier, when he was uh, filming *Manchurian Candidate*. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. He had done. He had done another another character that the the Dirty Harry. That he, if it becomes a film, it was a TV character. It was like a detective. I got it. Yeah. What was that? I don't know that. I don't. Yeah, because he had done this detective yeah, on I TV, that. I and if, that. and in his contract, as if it became a film. He would get first dibs at playing. But the point is, but the point is, he didn't do the film because he had started filming it and he couldn't hold the magnum because he had broken his hand when they did the karate scene in Manchuria Candidate. He actually broke his hand. Well, here's the other thing: is, is Eastwood six four? Maybe not now because he's ninety three. But yeah. but he, he Eastwood six four at most of his career. Right. Sinatra. I'm not sure it was 5'10". Well, it's all about filming because they also wanted, um, when uh, Sinatra couldn't do it, they tabbed, who else? Because uh, they wanted him for everything. Everything. Steve, Steve, Steve McQueen, McQueen, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Steve McQueen had turned it down because he said, look, I just did Bullet, which was in San Francisco, so I don't want to play another cop in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Yeah. Right. And and Steve McQueen was being offered everything at that right. time. I mean, you know, we talked about the fact that Steve McQueen was offered the role as Sundance in Butch yes. Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and he gets into a fight with Paul Newman over billing, and and they, and Paul Newman said, "Look, our names go up together. It's an equal role." And Steve McQueen goes, "My name goes up because I'm a bigger star," and so. Paul Newman was stuck. Either the film wasn't going to be made, and he reaches out to somebody that he knew already, Robert Redford, and the deal was that if Redford fails, yeah, Paul Newman's career is over. You know what would have been awesome if they, but they could never get their uh, schedules together. If Steve McQueen had been able to do the Bodyguard, and a lot of people don't realize that the Bodyguard was written for Steve McQueen and Diana Ross. Originally. The, yes, originally. Yeah. But those two could never get their schedules down. That that would have that been, would have been right. incredible. Right. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a great that would actually the bodyguard didn't do badly. It right. was yeah, one of the biggest did, hits of the yeah, year. Yeah, it did okay. But it comes yeah, along it okay. later. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's face it. I mean Whitney Houston could sing. Diana Ross But Whitney You know Houston, how I feel about Diana Ross. But Whitney Houston singing. is no Diana Ross. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, Diana Ross is no Whitney Houston. Don't don't flip okay. that. Okay. Diana Ross is no Whitney Houston. <laughs> Whitney Houston could sing like she's for from those heaven. for those that are longtime listeners could, of could past tense of <laughs> JV to the pros. You guys know that when it comes to the subject, I have Ross. own 
Jack Vecchio, when I have said and I've proven that Diana Ross is the greatest female entertainer in history. And every fact that I have that I brought out on our show backed it up. Except the Absolutely fact, except the fact that up. I like Aretha better. Yes, except yeah. the fact that Jack doesn't like her. <laughs> I just hold on, hold on. I gotta interject. Go ahead. Did she like? Uh, did something happen when you were driving her? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's gonna go back to that well again oh, and again. Gonna, are we gonna no, dig the no, hole yeah, again? Yeah, we go. Are we gonna <laughs> dig the hole again? <laughs> we better stop. He he climbed out. <laughs> he still right. killed Bill too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, here's here's the thing, and this is this is I I stand firm on the fact that I did not think Diana Ross had a special voice. I didn't think she had a special sound about her. It's a total Aretha, package. Aretha had a special sound. About it's a total package. Her. But but Diana Ross had a lot of success. Okay. I think you... I think having her relationship with the owner of Motown Records probably didn't hurt. Okay. So let's move. <laughs> so let's move off of that because again, you're gonna make me go back, you know, and and bust out this Jack fact. So she left when she left Motown. She went to RCA Records and signed the largest record deal in history. Okay. When she let, me, let me ask you something. And she was better. When she got away from Motown, she actually was better. When she became a solo artist, she was better. Okay, hear, hear me out. Let's pretend you're black and you're Barry Gordy, okay. owner of Motown Records. Okay, there's right. a stretch. Now, Let's pretend and, I'm black. And the owner of Motown okay. Records. And, uh, okay? and, uh, yeah. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend I'm going to pretend I'm white and the CEO of, of RCA Records, okay? All right. Now, if I have a chance to take away one of your biggest money makers and sign her, I don't care how big the truck has to be full of money. I'm going to take her. Okay. And she could pretty much ask but, for anything but here, she wants. But here's the thing. Here's your problem is that your stuff is based off of emotion. My stuff is based off of fact. And the facts, all the facts are there about Diana Ross. And I don't want to, like, go through nah, and, bore, and bore folks. But you were wrong about that. The facts back up what I'm saying I just, about her. I just don't, don't find. Like I just don't. I just don't find her singing as appealing as many other female singers. Well, let me tell you. Certainly, something. I think Whitney Houston had a well, better voice than Diana Ross. Okay, and that is probably true. But I'm looking at the total package. Diana Ross was the first and the original diva. She was the first diva. She was the first diva. Yes, I'll give you that. And so it is the total package. Did Madonna? Have a better voice than some of the people? Look, if I'm a booking agent and I'm booking a wedding, yeah, well, Diana's got it. If I'm looking to do a movie, Whitney. Um, let me tell you something. Actually, Diana Ross has won a Tony. And if you look at her films, far superior to Whitney Houston. You See, think Diana you Ross's know. acting was better than Whitney Houston? Yes. Have you seen any Diana I, Ross on, films? I can, I'm going to answer it for you. I'm a, no, you haven't. I'm gonna, I'm, no, that's not true. That's not true. Okay, what Diana film, what Diana Ross when she film? She did. He, he's on down the road, which was the Wizard of Oz thing she uh, did with Michael Jackson. I was the Wiz. The uh, Wiz. I didn't. I wasn't impressed. Okay. Um, have you seen? Have you seen her dramatic? Her dramatic film in Lady Sings the Blues. You want me to say yes? Because I'd be lying. No, exactly. <laughs> and also, have you seen another film? That she did with Anthony Perkins and Billy D. Williams called Mahogany. I thought you were going to tell me no. Psycho. I was like, she was in Psycho. No. So again, so again, I would tell you this: go back and look at those films, and then talk to me. Well, I'll tell you what. In the '90s, if I wanted peace and quiet, I'd go to a Diana Ross concert. 
Well, yes, in the nineties, in the nineties, when she was she in her nineties, by then. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, she is wasn't that, significant. Again, she hasn't been significant. You're for all, you're years. all, you're all emotion and not based I, off. I, of facts. You know what? Yeah, I, not to mention Whitney was in and out of courtrooms in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't enjoy Diana Ross's singing as much as I enjoy Aretha, as much as I enjoy Whitney. I think. I think Whitney, I, I just crank it when it's on. When it's Diana Ross, I'm glad it, I'm listening to a station okay. I can change. Okay. okay. So I don't think you've listened to a whole lot, and you're stuck on this whole, like, Barry Gordy thing. She left Barry. No, 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 no. no she no, left Barry. Barry Gordy in 1970. I so think she got a lot of running room in her career okay. by her her affair with Barry Gordy. Okay. I think she got a lot okay. of running room. Okay, are we? He's, are the, we... he's the owner of Motown. Okay. She can go anywhere and doors open. Okay, and so, would you say that that's the case with a lot of stars? I'm going to say that it has okay. helped. It has helped. My I rest my case. It has helped my career from I rest time to my time. Case. If I if I, <laughs> if I drop a name that, that that is legit, I'm yeah sure doors open. I told you the story about Norman Henry. He was the executive producer of Aaron Spelling's all those TV shows. Right. He made one phone call for me, and people that wouldn't even let me off the elevator on their floor, not only let me off the elevator, but had a desk waiting for me when so I got here's the last thing that one I'm call. Say. Here's the last thing that I'm going to say about that. Okay, Barry Gordy does not did not force people after Diana Ross left in 1970 did not force people to go out and buy Diana Ross's albums. He didn't do that. Well, he didn't have to. He didn't to. pay my parents to go out and follow Hang Diana on, the Ross. entertainment industry, look at the entertainment industry as a whole. We had three channels and public television. That's first thing. So there was very limited entertainment. Okay, so then, hang on, hang on. When I, when, I, when I listen to 70s, like Casey Kasem and stuff, uh -huh. I might hear the same group three or four times in the top 40. But not Diana Ross. Because there Ross, weren't, there weren't that not, many choices. But not Diana Ross. You know, here's the thing. Not Diana if I Ross. Had, if I know, had been okay, born... stop for a second. Just hang on. Just take a breath. Okay. Did you hear Diana Ross a lot on Casey Kasem? No. Okay. You I know rest why? my case. Because the show started in 1970. I rest the show, my His case. show started in 1970. I rest my case. July 4th, 1970, okay. he kicked off the show. So what we're going to do is, since I have owned Vecchio again, <laughs> we're going to go to a break. Corey's moving so fast to put his so hat on backwards. Not to we'll, go to, we'll go to a break, <laughs> and we'll come back, and we'll talk about some more fun. JV the Pro Season 3, Episode 32. We are going to be taking a break. Be back in two minutes, folks. <laughs> So I was checking into barnone1.com and seeing all that they offer. Barnone, the number one.com. They have certified and qualified professional bartenders and servers that make party guests feel like they're living the high life. Barnone can be contacted at 619-952-9414, and that will be the first step to getting your event on track. Bar None will help you prepare the kind of event that is greater than you imagined. They've done this for years and they know what they're doing. So they can answer your questions and guide you to a successful and memorable event. Call Bar None at 619-952-9414 and let them handle these details so that your guests have a great time with a professional server who knows how to take care of their guests. Now, they know how to make your guests feel like they're going to have a great time in part because the work that Bar None does for an event is unparalleled. Call Bar None at 619-952-9414 and get the process started for your next event with Bar None. Tell them JV that a pro sent you.
And we're back from the silliness of JV to the Bros, season three, episode 32. And you have no idea what you missed. And it's probably a good thing because Paco would be turning red over the radio. Okay. So, Corey, now that we've established Diana Ross's lack of impression on me. Moving moving on. Moving on from that. But I think we established that there are some great movies, the 50th anniversary. And I would say, check out those movies. There's a good 30 movies that are really worth watching again, and they hold up well. So watch those. And, and they're good They're good films, and none of them... They're great films. Some of them, them are great. Anybody from the Supremes. Yes, yeah, some of them are great. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> your research, we talked last week, and you said you were going to do some research about Cher and why she wasn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hang on. So, got, what, do you, te- so what do you got? Got a technical issue now. Hang on a second. Yes. Okay. I got the, you know, is, is your power on? Because I'm not, I don't hit. Okay. Get, stop. Paco, help him out a little bit. Hang on a second. Oh, my, no, go break it up. Stop. It's going to like. So in other words. It's the sound. sound and then, yeah. It's, it's, break, it's breaking up. It's got like. Okay. Are you guys just joking or you being serious? He's freaking out. He has no idea I didn't do my research. <laughs> That's good. I just wanted to hear you. I just wanted to hear you say it. You didn't do your research. I was doing my own little Michael Winslow. (laughs) Did you see Paco turning dials? (laughs) As usual, you didn't do your research on share. So I guess you're not very passionate. I I, I am not ready to share just yet. Okay. But I am passionate about it. I just so share is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You had a real you had a real problem with that. I have a real issue with that. You had a real issue with I'm that. I'm filing a grievance. So in two sentences... Hang on. And the problem I have in okay. part... Well, you've is, got a lot of other problems. I, I don't but, have a problem. Let's, let's, just deal with, <laughs> let's just deal with Cher. I don't have a problem with groups like Bon Jovi being in, but I do have a problem with the fact that Cher is not in, and the Go-Go's are in. That's a rock and roll hall of fame. What are the Go-Go's doing in there? I mean, that's just pop and gumball stuff. So, you know. My question to you, since you did your research, or maybe you didn't, how do you know that the Go-Go's are in the rock and roll hall of fame? I actually did that research. You did that research? They are in the rock and roll hall of fame. They've been in for three years, and they shouldn't be in because it's a rock and roll hall of fame. It is not a pop music hall of fame because that's what they do is pop. Well, I I have no problem with the Go-Go's, but it's not rock and roll. So let me ask you, why don't sum we ask, it up. Why don't we ask our fans here? So you sum it think up. the Go-Go should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They shouldn't be in the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame. They shouldn't be in the Punk Rock Hall of Fame. They should be in the Pop Hall of Fame. So let me ask you, in two sentences, before I go into my topic Great. on this, me in two, two sentences, sentences, why do you think Cher is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Personally, I think it's attitude. I think it's her attitude toward the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's first sentence. Okay. Secondly, I I think that she's had such a blend. And this is not going to be two sentences. This is what sucks. Of course not. Of course not. She's had such a blend of a career. She's had pop, but she's had rock and roll. She's had number one hits along Uh the way. And she's won an Academy Award. She's done several films. Okay. I I just think. Well, films doesn't. uh, Don't don't put films I think that diluted their attitude toward her being a rocker. And I think she's totally a rocker chick. I've okay. said this before. Well, she's that more, was two sentences. Okay, she's more pop. She's not rock. You keep saying she's this she's rock, rock chick. She's not a rock chick. She's a pop chick. Well, I don't want to she's get too pop. technical here, but if I could turn back time, 
Well, anyway. Okay. Yes, if you could turn back time. I mean, it's more pop. The Kiss song, the Shoop Shoop, that's a pop song. Okay. I give you that. But so, Dark Lady from 1971 so here's was rock. So here's the thing. You're crying about Cher. Whining, not crying. Whining, crying <laughs> about Cher. Yes. Let, me, let me name you. First off, let me tell you something. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is flawed to begin with. Absolutely. The voting is flawed. So let me just put that out there. I I agree with you on that. One of the many problems with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, Only 8% of the people in there are women. So there's a problem right there with the Rock and Roll Roll Hall of Fame. So let me rattle off some individuals who are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you're going to be shocked by this. So let me start out. We talked about her last week. Carol, Carol King. She's not. Yeah. Is not, not in the rock a rocker chick. No, no, no. But this is everybody. This is music. I think Carol King should be in before the Go Go's. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. So let's go. I'm gonna rattle off a whole bunch of names. So just go wait, slow. Wait go until slow. I'm all done. Because I, I, I listen done. like I read. Okay, I go slow for you. I go slow for you enough. So I'm just gonna rattle off. Shift down, big guy. I'm gonna rattle off. Okay, you do the shifting. I gotta tell you. <laughs> you know. I, I will grab your joystick you and I'll slow you down. <laughs> Okay. So, Carol King. I think more pop. No, but let me tell you something. Carol King Tapestry is her signature. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? The Queen of Soul is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's Aretha Franklin. Yes. So, So, get that out of your mind that it's only rock. Take that out of your mind. Think of it as the Music Hall of Fame. Carol King should be in there. Without a doubt. Well, wait a second. Aretha, Aretha was... She's the was, queen of souls. She's, she's not the, the queen, queen of, of rock. She's not the queen of rock. But she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I mean, I, I'm against taking anything out of my mind. I don't have much in there. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> so, my, so my point is this. There's no way in hell that Carol King should not be in there. If the Go-Go's are in there, Carol King should be in there. Okay, let's let the, logo, let the Go-Go's go. Let Go-Go's go. Okay? <laughs> They're gone. They're gone, Carol gone. King should be in there. Okay. And I'm going to tell you something. Because it's the Music gonna... Hall of Fame. So here we go. Courtney Love. No. Cheryl Crow. Wait, 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 wait. Courtney Love, I, I have my suspicions about her. Okay, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Courtney Love. I don't Love. think Kurt Cobain killed himself. I think Courtney, Courtney Love. <laughs> Cheryl Crow. Wait a second. Cheryl Crow is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Mariah Carey. No, Pop. Okay, let me stop you again and let me help you out. Help me out. Stop thinking that it's only rock. Paco, tell him, please. It's not only rock. Oh, can you say it in Spanish for him? Because maybe he'll understand better. Uh, no hablo espanol. <laughs> okay. Hang on a second. Can you say it in Spanish? No solo rock. There we go. So you hear that? So so let that go that it's only rock. You think know what of I it, heard? Think of it as the music just just. You know what I heard? This. No, Diana Ross, rock. So here, so think of it. So think of it this way. Think of it as the Music Hall of Fame. That's what it should have been called then. Okay, but it's called rock. So what I'm saying is, so let's go. I'm just going to rattle off the names. So just take a breath. Carol King, Courtney Love, Cheryl Crow, Mariah Carey, Warren Zevon, Iron Maiden, New Order. Warren Zevon should be in there. Devo. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Devo's punk rock. 
Pat Benatar. Uh, Pat Benatar, uh, pure rock. Soundgarden. Wait, wait, Pat Benatar's not in the Rock and Roll John Coltrane. I'm going to go pro. Tina Turner. I'm making a sign that says I'm But upset. guess who? Lionel Richie. Glenn Glen Campbell. Lionel Richie is not. Glenn Campbell. Ozzy Osbourne. Glenn Campbell. Bad Company. Country. Luther Vandross. Roberta Flack. Rick James. Oh, War. Phil Collins. The Cars, Duran Duran, Cool and the Gang, Smashing Pumpkins, B-52, The Spinners, Salt and Pepper, Chic, George Michael, The Smiths. Okay, there are okay. gross... Hang, hang on a sec. Gross Glenn, missteps. Glenn Campbell is absolutely in the Country Hall of Fame, and that's over in Nashville, and we both know he's country. So stay away from Cleveland. But... Again, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. Like, I don't know. If but if you have a country it, Hall of Fame, it's got that's country music. Glenn Campbell's country music. It doesn't matter. It is music. While they call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it really is music. And you have so many admission uh, omissions. Do you realize that uh, the group Chicago just got, got in, th- in? Just got in yeah. three years ago. And 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 Chicago is not a rock. How does not Chicago? So how does Chicago like? How does take- Pat Benatar not get in and Chicago gets in? No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, what takes you so long to get Chicago in? What do they have to do? So what I'm saying is, they have to the, rock. The it's entire system. No, it's not. They don't. The rock. entire system is flawed. Hang on, Devo punk rock. Okay. Hang on. Let me help you out one more time. Aretha Franklin. Thank you. No, it's solo rock. So, my point is... That means that Lance Armstrong's not in because he has one solo rock. (laughs) My point is, is that there are so many omissions. Can I have a question? Can you have a question? Can you have a question? Hang on a second. Let's give him a question. We will ask you a question. Okay? Devo, rock or punk rock? Punk rock. Okay, that's your question. Now go on, Corey. He said, "Can I have a question?" Okay. I gave him one. Okay, just ask your ask your bloody question. No, what what's the criteria just to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That's, that's a, a good question. question. That's a good that's question. A good question. No, because that's what I was trying no, to say. No, we're three seasons in. You finally asked a good question. That's good. There you go. Three. It is. It is questions. the musical impact that you have had on society. Sifting through everything. It is the musical impact. Forget about rock and roll like this guy seems to be stuck on. And the impact. And so the fact that it takes Chicago all these years, 40 years to get in, and Carole King is still not in. Pat Benatar. Yeah, and of course, Pat Benatar of the 80s. There's no, there's maybe no greater rocker chick in the last 35 years than Pat Benatar. And, And no scandal in her career. Think about that. I mean, she really has just been a rock. Well, I mean, I don't care about scandals. I care about scandals. That makes rock and roll people, like, scandals doesn't matter. Because, look, Nirvana's in. Nirvana's in already. I didn't vote for him. But they're they're in, and so they didn't even last long. So it's not even about longevity. It is about your impact. And clearly, we talk about Carole King. Devo had a huge impact because they ushered in punk rock and new wave music. So you're thinking it's about longevity? No, it's, it's about impact. It's about impact, not longevity. A personal favorite of mine, Smashing Pumpkins, absolutely should be in there. For not alternative music, for alternative music, 
They should. They should be. They should there. be in the and alternative also, music. Ozzy Osbourne. How's Ozzy Osbourne not in there? Ozzy Osbourne's even a with rocker. Your, even with your ridiculous criteria, just with rock. But here, I mean, <laughs> he needs to be in it. That's a that's a rocker right there. Yes. Okay. The great thing about Ozzy is you could tell Ozzy Osbourne that he's in, and he wouldn't know. Yeah. And see, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you how flawed the uh, the voting is. And so, Tina Turner's not in there. But she got in with Ike. Ike. Yeah. So explain that. And so let me tell you something. Diana Ross is not in there. She's in there. Don't get with me started. The, she's in there Stop. with the Supreme. Maybe Jack voted for that one okay. that year. Shaka Khan is not in there. There's so many people that are yeah, just Yeah, but Shaka Khan, don't get me started with pop. That's she was not rock. That's massive. Pop. Okay. Can somebody help this guy out? It's look if it's Can the somebody help this guy. If it's the no, it's solo rock. Thank you. No, gracias. You just don't get it. They're do the you? Supremes background singers. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just don't get it. Do and, you? Okay, I get what you're saying, but then they should call it the Music Hall of Fame. Okay. Let me tell you something. Is Miley Cyrus in there? No. Let me help. Let me help you out. Let me help you out. Some things. Some things are dated. People do not use the word Negro, right? They don't use that word anymore. But yet, you still have the NAACP, and the first word of that is Negro. You still have the United Negro College Fund. It just comes down to people haven't changed it. So what I'm trying to explain to you, that is the same thing with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And your brain can't comprehend that. It is not about rock. It is about music. Hey, even if it's not about rock, let's just say we, we say music. It's music. Yes, music. Pat Benatar and her body of work and of her course. longevity and her impact. Of course. I mean, come on. Her impact, let's 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 face it. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, nineteen eighty two. She was depicted by a whole bunch of girls in that movie because she had made such an impact by nineteen eighty two. Not just here that. we are forty years later and and Pat Benatar is still making an impact. But look, I can tell you in nineteen in nineteen eighty two I was in high school. And for the seventh so year, many and so many. I know, and you were there for the ninth. You were there for the ninth year. But, yeah, there was a period of time where they only they only promoted the blonde hair but, kids. But so many, but so many of the gals they wanted to be Pat Bennett. Of course, in my school in Haddonfield, New Jersey, I dated girls that dressed like Pat Benatar. Just because Pat Benatar was a hottie, a rocker, and oh yeah, wait a minute, hold it, Paco. Were you around back then? You weren't around back then. Okay, just wondering. All right. No, I dated girls that dressed like Pat Benatar because I thought that was cool. Okay. I thought that was a great look. I mean, that was it was a great look, you know. And in my mind, I'm on a date with Pat Benatar. Yeah, I mean, she was the original goth. But what I'm saying is I don't want to get stuck on that. I don't want to get stuck on her because there's so many other admissions. So my point is about Cher, just put her in with so many other admissions. You were like shocked and horrified, like, oh, my God, well, Cher is not in there. But there's so many. And Cher has not had the cultural impact that Pat Benatar has. Not uh, the cultural impact with movies and and okay. TV shows and music, not the cultural okay. impact, really. No, she she is an absolute icon. Okay, in I have not met a, I have not met a female. I'm sure they exist, but I have not met a female who has said, 
I want to dress like Cher. I want to be like Cher. But I've met many that wanted to be like Here's Pat thing. Benatar, Joan Jett. Cher, Cher, all those Cher was known as having her hair parted, and it was linked down to her butt. Okay. Most girls couldn't take the time to grow their hair that long. Okay. And that perfect Because you know, you know this being a female. Well, because being a okay. female takes now years that, to grow your hair. Okay. Like now that you've just alienated all of our female listeners. I'm not alienating. Understand. I'm saying, send, I'm saying Cher's look. Send your hate Cher's, mail. <laughs> send your hate mail to Jack JV to the pros at gmail.com. No, here's the because thing. Corey Ramsey Here's does the thing. not Cher, Cher not only had a look that was difficult to duplicate, unlike Pat Benatar, where almost anybody with dark hair could pretty much okay. duplicate Pat Benatar. Okay, because you but, know but, this. But, but no, Be Cher had a very difficult look unless you were willing to wear a wig. I'm plus, impressed with your plus her body, by the way. plus her body shape. You being a woman, I'm really impressed plus, with your transition. Plus, plus her body shape. And I support you. And I support you 100. percent Her her extremely skinny body shape was also difficult to duplicate. People okay, could okay. not look You're like really Cher. Really going into a dangerous area. Yeah, I mean okay. seriously. I'm trying to help you out. Here. Don't help me out. Okay. I got a life jacket. I'm good. Okay. No, I'm saying that Cher would have been a difficult look to duplicate. Were you saying you could? You couldn't duplicate Cher's look very easily. Pep and Atar, easy to duplicate. What I'm saying is this. Here's the bottom line. Before you sink any further, it's a flawed voting system. Okay? Because you have uh, Lou Reed. One song. That's not true. Walk on the Wild Side. One powerful song that is in, and he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. One powerful song. What's the other, what, what, what was the other hit song he had, Top Ten? I said Signature Song. Signature Song. You'll Never Know? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, Signature Song. Paco, right? Lou Reed, Walk Paco, on the Wild Side. Paco, stick with me. Lou Reed, hit songs. Come on. I didn't say hit. Hit songs. He doesn't He, he had one sing, He had that. That was I a signature. signature. You'll Never Find. Sign- you'll Never Find. Sure. You'll Never Find was a massive hit song. Not a signature song. He's got one signature Another song. love like mine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, just like Gary Glitter, one signature song, Rock and Roll Part 2, is in the Hall of Fame. Deep Purple, you know tremendous group, and I'm a fan of Deep Purple. Let's face it. Smoke on the water. We know that. But if I were to go up and down the street and say, hey, listen, Deep Purple, give me a song. Well, I got Smoke on the Water. How many songs do you want from Deep Purple? Okay, how many songs can you give me? How many you want? I'm saying okay. I got I got smoke in the water. Uh huh. Okay, I got the one. What's the one? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Is that one? Jack, you're overdrawn at the Deep Purple Bank. Thank you. Good job, Parker. Let's just agree on this. It's a flawed system, and there are it's a so system. and there are so many gross omissions. I agree. And hopefully this year, they're going to clean some of that up. Um, I know that there are some of the names on the list, like Carol King, needs to get in there, like ASAP. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, agree how Lionel Richie is not in there? Stop! Stop it! You know. I mean, stop. Need to clean Lionel Richie, stop. Yeah, he's not. In- Lionel Richie shouldn't even be in Cleveland. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> another very under Lionel Richie. Ooh. You're campaigning for Lionel Richie. Here's an update uh, for this year for the inductees. Um, some of them are going to be Muddy Waters and Cheap Trick. I go with that. I go with both those. Okay. And and is Cher on the list? 
But I'm going to tell you another Sorry. group. I'm going to tell you another group that is um, really people should know about because when people think of these African American male groups, they immediately think of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and they think of Cool in the Gang. But I'm going to tell you a group that needs to be in there. They're called the Spinners. And you, I promise you, you have heard their songs. Oh, I, yeah. Mighty oh, yeah. Love. Of course. Love or Leave. <clears throat> yeah. Games people play. But they Rubber should, band. They man. should be in the Disco Hall of Fame. Okay. They should be in the Disco Hall Can of Fame. Can we help this guy out again? No es solo rock. <laughs> Thank you. Spinners. He just doesn't rock. seem to get Disco it. Hall of Fame. That's where yeah. we put them. No, they and we they get didn't, we get some bell bottom pants and some they didn't really do, loud They shirts. didn't do disco. They didn't just do disco. See, the thing about the spinners was not only did they do disco, but they did funk and they did soul. They absolutely should be in there. I didn't hear rock and roll. In that they were one of the most powerful groups. <laughs> they were most powerful groups. I think I need to do this show with Paco because because at least Paco. You've knows. done the show with Paco. People write in and go, "What happened to Jack?" Yeah. <laughs> as annoying They're as he like, is, it's so much better. <laughs> what happened to Jack? What happened to so Jack? Bring Jack Goodness. back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I agree with you. The system is flawed. I do. I agree with you. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So, I I mean, mean, there it is. And so, um, you know, share is share. And if she gets in, she gets in. And if she gets in, she gets in. in. You stop being cavalier about that. Don't you mess with share. She gets in, she gets in. Seven decades of great work. Yeah, if she gets in, she gets in. She just did another Mamma Mia. She's been alive (laughs) for seven decades. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the early 2000s, and the 2020s. She's yes. making songs. Seven decades. She's making songs. Yeah, she, yeah, she just released another album. Are yes. they any good? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know yet. So he doesn't come with facts again. No, I don't know yet, but right. I know she just dropped another album. Okay. Much like the United States budget, Jack is at a de- deficit here. <laughs> Whoa! What is happening? <laughs> Who brought in Richard Pryor? <laughs> going to take that, Jack? Get away with that matter. What's the world coming to? <laughs> what the world is coming to? How do you like that? I wanted to, I wanted to quickly um, plug the fact that... Um, well, you don't do anything quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would know from our camping trips. <laughs> uh, no, that wasn't me. That was actually Mike Winslow. We're playing Brokeback Mountain, the home game. <laughs> Right. Is that so, made by Parker Brothers? By Parker Brothers. <laughs> okay. So um, I wanted to point out uh, The Promised Land, which stars a good friend of yours that you do a radio show with. Promised Land is um, beginning to air September 7th. I'm looking and, forward to it. And, well, you're going to be invited to the screening. Um, Paco, are you going to the screening? The 7th? On s- next, yeah, I've been the seventh, September seventh. Filming, but I've ever, I've never actually been told of the location. So imagine that. I get a phone call saying, "Hey, Corey, you're invited." And then I ask, "Okay, where's it at?" Well, look, you just get in your car, and, you and we'll play drive, the hot cold game. You drive, and you'll find, and you'll find. We'll play the hot cold game with you. I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll just get in my car I, and drive." Actually, the last time I invited you to the set. 
remember I told you what happened? We were filming at a brewery. Yes. And somebody had damaged like $100,000 worth of beer. Yes. And the brewery was not going to let us shoot. So I told you, don't even leave your house. We're not shooting that yes. night. But, um, but yeah, on September 7th, Tuesday the 7th, on Amazon Prime, Promised Land begins airing. So when do I... So, when do I, so I will let you know where the... Um, Screening is okay, I and we're gonna an have official, a cast. I need an official invite. You have an official invite, okay? You have not fi- like hey, Corey, just get in your car, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's here, and I I'll think d- it's I'll there. put a pin drop on your phone. On your yeah. phone. I mean, I'll do it the old fashioned way with a push pin <laughs> because I because I, I, I want to know, I yeah. Mean, they haven't they they haven't told me the restaurant yet, and I think in part they want to make sure that like a buttload of people don't show up and just pack the place. So, okay. so what we'll do is when I find out what, where it is, I'll let you know. Okay. And then you come and um, tell me what you think. Cause everybody is going to be, you know, obviously telling me how great it is, whether it's good or not, but I want to know well, what I'm you really think it. of it. Well, I, I am and we're very proud. Of, we're very proud of this product. Yeah. And I, and I'm, you know, um, I, I met some of the actors from the show and I certainly met the director and that was a lot yeah. of fun. And, yeah. Um, you know, I wish it all the success in the world. It's going to be a lot of fun just seeing you on this, you know, well, thank you. on the screen. Thank and, you. Yeah. Um, the so. bottom line, Jack, the bottom line is this, is that it's, you know, when you produce something, when you produce art, you're really at the whim of the masses and what the masses want at that particular time. So, the success of the so-called success of promised land don't necessarily base it on, Oh, well, you know what? The masses didn't like it. So only lasted for one season or something like that. The point is, man, is that you did it like you did a series. And that is something that you will take with you for the rest of your life. Thank you. And that is something for you to be proud of. And as your friend, <laughs> Thanks. And as your friend and you know and co-host here, like I'm proud that you have done that. I really am. Thank you. And so I'm looking forward to it. So um as far as I'm concerned, you are already a success. Oh man. Look you at are you. already you are already all right, a all right. I like Diana Ross now. You've already done it. All right, good. Um, okay, can so, I have my twenty so, bucks? Uh, can I have my twenty bucks back and, now? And, uh, <laughs> I'm, Gee, I'm, I didn't figure out why. I didn't to say it. You know, and I wrote this, and I wrote this script verbatim. Jesus. Now throw it away. You know, I'm, you mean I got to say this again? I'm, I'm actually, doing, I'm actually doing an interview with the producer of the show on Friday. I'm doing an interview on radio uh, here in San Diego on 92.5, um, about 7 o'clock on Friday morning. So um, they contacted me. I was, I mean, I, I've known them for a long time. Okay, can you so, please send me a link and then I will send that to people that I know and families? See, this is where you don't follow up and do such a good job. So you need to follow up on that. Send me a link, and then I'm going to have a lot of people listening. Okay. Okay? 92.5 on Friday morning. No, that's not the way to do it. That is not the way to do it. The other thing I wanted to tell you is okay. um, I, don't know, I don't know if you've been keeping track of the San Diego Reader Poll of the best in restaurants, the best in entertainment, and JV to the Pros is the front runner for best local podcast, and everybody's allowed to vote straight through 
How cool is that? Well, they we are the we are the front runner of the five out of three thousand podcasts. We are down to the last five, and we are the front runner for best local podcast in San Diego. Well, we better be because my credit card is maxed out. <laughs> bribing, these, bribing these people. Now, you, oh, now, wait a minute, hold on, podcast. Get rid of that. <laughs> Cut that out. I was never at the Watergate Hotel. <laughs> but we want to let let people know they can go on the Reader Poll, San Diego Reader Poll, and you yes. can vote. Um, as many times in a day as you want, but most people are voting once or twice a day, and that's about it. But that's apparently enough because we've got like a couple of thousand vote lead, and um, yeah, well, I mean the five, the five last, the last five standing are actually all really good podcasts. I've said this before; they're 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 missing a couple of components. They're missing me. They're missing you. You know, Paco balances that out. <laughs> and, and we've got a good production staff. So. Well, major props, you know, we have all these votes, but major props to one, uh, a group that I reached out to, and that's the um, alumni here from Tall Kappa Epsilon here in uh, San Diego. And also, now that I've become affiliated with them, the uh, Rutgers alumni <laughs> of San Diego. <laughs> And they are, and they are a powerful presence. And I'm glad to have hooked up with them, you know, met with them, and everything. And it's great to see that there are other people. Now there's like five members from Rutgers, from Rutgers out here, right? You are going to get them on your ass again. You are going to get them on. For the longest time, you thought there were no Rutgers people out here. You're like, oh, I wish there were more people. And then you find out there are hundreds of Rutgers. And people. I was misinformed. See, unlike the Jack facts, I'm willing to go back and say, I was wrong about Diana Ross. So, <laughs> let me ask you something. Okay. While we're, on the, while we're on that subject. Paco and me. While we're on that subject. Have you ever said that I was wrong? Because, see, I think that in any relationship, those three words are so powerful that if you have the intestinal fortitude to actually say I was wrong, I think it goes a long way. I agree. I, I'm, I'm actually feeling like... Um, Biden should be saying that about the whole Afghanistan thing, but that's another okay. topic. Um, do you want me to? I'm say, not. I'm not letting you off the hook. I'm not letting you off the hook. Do you want me to? Do you want me to say that I was that I that I was that? Because I think <laughs> I think when it comes to relationships, <laughs> I think it's important to say that, even when you when you don't want to say. It. This, there was there was a, there was there were things that we have talked about in which I thought I was wrong. And then later I found out I was wrong about that. Okay. Really? Because I, <laughs> I don't recall that. I, don't I was wrong that. about thinking I was wrong. <laughs> I think that's one of the more, um, you know, and I know we're getting close to the end, but I think it's important. I think that's one of, for uh, males that are listening, um, and of course females as well, however way you identify yourself it is in a relationship, it is important to be able to acknowledge and take a step back and say, yes, I didn't do this. Yes, I was wrong. I agree. And I find it to be liberating that if you just get to the point where you can just say that, and it's like, oh my goodness. It's, it's almost like a warm blanket at night. Like a warm, like an okay. electric blanket on a cold night. Okay, you, well, want, you can learn you, you to want, say that. You, okay, I will. I will say that 
when I made fun, when I was on the set of Men in Black, and I made fun of the director for a week, and then I got almost completely edited from the movie, I was wrong to have made fun of him. When I was on the set with Dennis Quaid on DOA, and I made fun of the director, and I got almost completely edited, I was wrong to make fun of that director. Because you know what? We have, we have females in our audience, and I want to ask them, what what are some of the things and just and I'm going to ask you guys you, you ladies just to throw it out what are some of the things that you look for in a relationship like what are some things that, that a woman looks for in a relationship yeah yeah like, okay like things that we should like I think saying that I was wrong is important okay why don't, why don't you start with Paco <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right <laughs> Well, I don't think he's too interested. Ask the la- go ahead, ask the lady. So, what are some of the things, you know, one, two, th- I like to come across like I'm never wrong, that are- at least at the beginning. Yeah. You're wrong just for saying that, but okay. <laughs> hey, so. hey, that's just so wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, do you agree with what I'm saying, and what are some of the things that are important to you? Let's just expand the conversation. Just throw it out. Honesty. It's gonna be all right, baby. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right, baby. No, wait, wait, hang on a second. What are what are the things you look for in a relationship? Not it's gonna be all right. I know. Follow through. Follow through. No, that that wasn't. I a, think, hang on, that wasn't a sex question. That was. I <laughs> think, well, that sounds well. I can't help you there. I think since we have uh, ladies in the audience, and they just threw that out, so we have honesty. It's going to be all right, and follow through. Right. I think they're all connected, and but and I think starting, yes, starting with follow through. Follow through is. I said I'm going to do something. Now I have to do it. Now I have to do it. Right. Now that I've put it out. Now that I've put it out there, it's important. Right. Because if anybody is going to lead, you don't lead through control. You lead through confidence. That's true. And, and I think that confidence I, is not saying I was wrong. No. <laughs> but I think. But no, no, no. But see, I think this. But I think saying that I was wrong and then also saying that, you know what, I was wrong, but you know what, it's going to be okay because I'm going to fix it. And that's, and and that's honest. That <laughs> is powerful because I think reliability, there's nothing, I think, and the ladies can correct me if I'm wrong, I think the reliability and knowing that, you know what, I got this. That's what it's all about. I, I actually think I actually think that um, although many women don't like to admit it, they really do. I love there how you things, speak. I love how you speak for women. Uh, that's, yeah. that, that's impressive. Many man. women, many, many okay. women don't like to admit it, but the fact is, many women we, don't like to we admit. we as men uh-huh. count on women in our relationships. When you're in a male female relationship, the male counts on the woman for certain things that only they can give. And that by vice versa. What are those things? Hang on. Vice uh, versa. I'm, you're hanging. I'm, you're hanging. Vice versa. You're hang hanging on. on. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> there are you're saying there this. are things there are things that women count on their man for that only their man can deliver. And those qualities are determined by the people in the relationship. Okay, so back up what you're saying. Hang on, I'm, I'm backing okay. it up. 
those qualities, those qualities are determined by the people in the relationship. If the person is looking for somebody who's going to be a protector and they want that to be from their man and the guy wants support, those are the things they're looking for in that relationship. If somebody says, more than anything, I want honesty from that person and the other person says, you know what? Here's what I want. I want sex. Then that's what they're looking for. And as long as they find the person that gives them the things they're looking for, then the relationship works. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it's determined as in individuals. Well, I agree that it's determined in individuals, but I think that it goes beyond that. And I think what the ladies said, I mean, the ladies are telling us. They just gave us three things. And I think we have to listen to them because they're the subject matter experts. I can't tell you what a lady wants because I'm not a lady. And so we have ladies here and they just have told us. Right. You know what? Honesty, reliability, it's going to be okay and follow through. Right. And if you ran, if you ran the mic by them again, you get three more different answers. I don't you know get, about that. Yeah. Looking would, at them? They wouldn't only be wanting those three things. I see I see head shaking. Well, so, help me out. Is Are those it? Like, if you have that, everything else can fall I apart. didn't say those are the only things. That's but what those, I said. Those are you the things that immediately more, came to mind for you them. You can get so those three are more answers. Those are the things that immediately came to mind. So that tells me that those are the most important things. That's what comes to mind. Sure, if you sit and we give them five 10, 15 minutes, they'll come up with other things. But that, I wanted the immediate okay. reaction. Okay. And that's what they gave us. All right. So what would you say, as a man, is the important thing for you? The important thing. If you only had to narrow it down to one thing. One thing? That is awfully tough. Well, you just made them do it. <laughs> one thing. <laughs> I said I said one thing, right, because it's three of them. So Well, there's three one, of us. So one thing, so I would say if I had This to is like think, the cast of friends. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Come on. I would say above all else, versatility. Ooh, look at you. Versatility. Yeah. Now are you talking about Flexibility, or, or are you talking about versatility? Okay. <laughs> listen to you, listen to you to make it pornographic. That you would figure out a way to. Here's the thing. When I say, so here's the thing. What what I have always found to be important is versatility, the ability to laugh, the ability to cry. You know what? We're gonna go to a function, so you gotta wear a suit. You got to wear, you know, uh, a really nice wait, outfit. Wait, wait, wait. You're, you know you're, what? You're, we're going to go. We're going to go hiking. Are you interested in doing that? You know what? We're just going to hang out at home. You want to wear sweats, and we're just going to hang out. We're just going to drink, and we're going to uh, order some food. Versatility, for me, I think is important. So you're saying, be, you're saying that's more important than loyalty. There's going to be so many different settings. No, I just that asked you. Gonna I, be, I know. Gonna I asked you a question. Whether you take your headphones off or not, I, asked I don't. You, I, do you I, think that's more important than loyalty? Where would you put versatility in relation to loyalty? I, I asked you for the most important thing, and you said versatility. So therefore, loyalty comes in. So I guess that. some of the things come with uh, assumption. I guess some of the things come with assumption. So. 
okay, there's loyalty, but you can be loyal. But then if you're not versatile, and then if you're a screaming, screeching biatch, I don't necessarily want that. So I think it's tough to kind of narrow it. So you well, just asked me. So one, one thing word, came to mind, one thing, the most important thing to you in a relationship. Okay, I thought I answered the question. You said, I versatility. said versatility. Yes, right. I said versatility. Yes. Right. yes. And, and I would say, being the narcissist that I am. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I, I make no bones about the fact that I I am very okay. much a narcissist. Hang on, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. Okay, um, go ahead. Okay. I would say encouragement is more important to me than loyalty. It's more important to me than sex. It's more important. Encouragement. If if I if I feel like I have a support system, that's the most important. Thing. So encouragement. So uh if you I'm always asking for that so for if you always want encouragement, <laughs> that's not being um a narcissist. Yeah, I need to that be encouraged actually, even when it appears that you think I'm wrong. That actually smacks of low self-esteem. That's oh, yeah. Not, oh, yeah. That's what that smacks oh, yeah. of. So, that is, so you're not a narcissist. Oh, yeah. Most actors. Okay. Most actors, low self-esteem. Okay. They, right. get the, they get their validation through their work. Okay. Absolutely. So, you know. And then, Paco, what say you? Accountability. Explain. He, you know, no, he's looking to save money. <laughs> I don't like what you say. That's here. that's wrong. That's wrong. That is just wrong. You got to be able to take care of the account. <laughs> leave, leave him alone for this segment. Leave him alone. All right, we we, we Go got a, we got a wall. Okay, accountability is the most more important to you than loyalty. Well, yeah. And t- and tell me, explain. Well, because accountability means when you make a mistake, that you got to owe up to it. That means you have to admit when things are going wrong. And then you have to hold accountable to yourself. For instance, like you want to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. And you have to admit that because, you know, <laughs> what? no, no, hey, come on. I didn't say anything. I started to and I stopped myself. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> the, the audience likes it. Now, here's what the audience doesn't know is what we've dealt with 150 episodes of this show in which things have gone wrong and we couldn't get Paco to be accountable. <laughs> All right. He has tried to blame everything on the planet except taking accountability. <laughs> That's why I thought that was so funny. So I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask this for our question. I think this is a huge question for our audience. And since we have uh, ladies here. When relationships don't work out, what has been your experience as to why? Oh, I can answer this for them. No, you can't. The the person's not Jack. Can you please? Okay. (laughs) All right. Communication breakdown. Communication breakdown. When you feel that the other person doesn't care about you. Oh, good one. When there's no listening. When there's no listening. It's fascinating oh. that, again... Wow, things got, things got answers, serious. You know, it's fas- you know what's fascinating to me? That, again, the answers are all interrelated. Yeah. That's the thing. See, that's the writer in you. What I think is fascinating is that Paco used the word accountability. <laughs> but the, the, takeaway, the takeaway is, is that... Um, They're on the same track. Yes. They're on the same track as their first set of answers. And so now I'm going to ask another question because I think it's, uh, I think it's huge. What are 
some things that men could do to stave off these, I don't know, relationship crashes. Wait a second. We're not, we're not trying end. to correct this. <laughs> I'm really We've been doing it for a million because, years. Because <laughs> taking advantage of the opportunity, because generally we're guy-centric, and I think it's important to get this point of view. Yeah, I, I mean, think, think about huge. how many times Karen and Robin have been on the set, and we start doing this, and they just leave. <laughs> Good, because you drive them away. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. What could, what could guys do that could correct this? Anybody? Anybody? I'll be like that guy in first. Bueller's there. Anyone? Anyone? They can remember important things. Ooh. Things that things that they know are important to them. And, That's and they assume their friend, mate. Okay. Okay. See? They they've they're, they're, hang on. I, I think it's very funny that there was no quick answer to correcting yeah. this. Yes. They, they don't have like it's not yes. it's not like over the years because these uh, women are all over thirty. Yes. So the, in all the <laughs> in all the years they've been alive and combined they're over a hundred. So combined the three of them are over a hundred. Yes. That's a safe bet, right? So the three so, of them the three of them do not have they did not have a solution. And I have a thought. Effect. I have a thought about that. I have a thought about that. Yes, I have a thought about that. And so my thinking, my thinking is, is that um, just the fact that it's a struggle, the communication breakdown is on both sides. The fact that I just threw that question out and it stumped you because I have found, at least for me, men are very simple. You have to tell me what the problem is, communicate clearly, then it's up to me to fix it. But if you, right, but if you don't communicate clearly, I can't fix it. And I, then it festers and it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And then it becomes this explosion. I'm like, you never listen to me. Right. I think, yeah, I, no, no, no. I think, it, I think it erupts. I think you're exactly yes. right. Put a, let's put some set time on it and let's both share it and come to a solution together. Here, here, not yeah. go on and on, no games. I, I no think this is in, this is interesting. Yes, it is. Because um, um, help each other out. About a dozen years ago, I I rewrote um a play called Twelve Angry Men, which is a it's a film from yeah from many years ago. Yes. But what I did was I I decided to put four female jurors on uh, if you're familiar with the project. <clears throat> so it's twelve. It was twelve angry men, and it converted being called one angry jury but it, it's basically the same script but it had four females and rewriting the way the females think took me four years writing the parts for the guys took about six months and the eight guys took six months and the four females took like four years okay. to understand now now let, let, let me just i think that's ridiculous hang on. That it would take four no years. here's the thing yeah i think that's ridiculous hang on dude. hang on hang yeah. on because it I'm did I'm, I'm it right did here. and i would present the script uh -huh. to females okay and they had no problem saying that's not the way a woman sees things. Right. And they would say, they would say, you're looking at it like a man. You gotta see it like a woman. So why the hell did it take you four years? Well, because I kept correcting and rewriting until I got it right. That's why it took so long. The other thing is one of the characters in particular, um, one of the characters that I that I put in yes, there in yes. particular, 
it, it needed to be a combination of drama and humor, which is a very difficult thing in that in that play. So, and I mean, I'm not working. So, how on does that time. relate to what we're talking? Well, about what I'm saying is, there's there's a, there's a, well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, well, you're not that confused. Don't don't play that because the way women see things. And the way men see things are drastically different. Well, that different. much is obvious. We know okay. that. Now, John. I was going to say that there okay. was a there was a film about thirty years ago called Chasing Amy. And there you go, bringing in films. Right. I've never seen the film. Okay. So let's just hang on. About Everyone you. here has seen it, but you. Okay. I hate to tell you that. Okay. Everyone here has seen. Probably people who listen, no. who are listening that haven't. No, seen No, no. Chasing Amy was a very big hit film. Okay. So and, you know. And it, so you know for a fact. That okay. Let's ask our audience. Have you guys seen Chasing Amy? Raising your hand doesn't count on radio. <laughs> okay, so we have somebody that said yes, so it's not only me. So can we not? She said we, she saw so, it. Okay, so can we just see okay, that? So we have two people in the audience. So can you just did you see it, talk about bits and pieces? Fifty percent of the so population has seen it. Can you just talk about? Okay, so you what I'm saying is what I'm saying is the way men films? the way men and women see relationships the way they see life the way they resolve things is so different that it's it's really hard to jump the fence and look from their perspective there's a revelation <laughs> men and women are different no no not just different we didn't know that drastically different is what i said wow said. That's, that's why what we're said. having this conversation yeah. so what i'm saying is but you didn't add anything here well I, you didn't add anything some you men brought in chasing some Amy. some men in the studio are different than other men. You and I. <laughs> you see things differently than I do. And you have corrected me over the years. And I have completely fixed you over the years. <laughs> I fixed your wagon. <laughs> there, is not, there is not a person listening to this that actually believes that you have fixed we're about, me. We're about to hear from Jim again. <laughs> there's no one. There's no one that believes that. But I think, but I think, but I think it is important, and it's been important to talk about this because we, at times, there are there is a schism between relationships, and it sounds like that. And do I have this right, ladies? That we're not at times talking to each other. Yes. So, what's the solution with that? How do we start talking? How do we start talking to each other? What do we need to do? Um, if we try to be in the other shoes, because you've mentioned it, men are simple. Yeah, we if are. We try to understand you, but you guys don't put enough effort to understand us. She's exactly right. Men are simple. If we're hungry, feed us. If we're horny, well, you know the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's food and sex, basically, for us. That is, power, that is powerful. Thank and you. I think that's, Thank you. And I think that's very, and I think that's very true, that we're simple. We need to listen a little bit more. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to throw this out to ladies. And I'm talking about men-women relationships. That in relationships, women have more power than they realize. And there's nothing at least from what I've seen, nothing more powerful than the power of sex. You can get us to do almost anything. 
if we know that there is a chance at the end of the day, at the end of the night, that we're going to have sex. Yeah. If and if you yeah. sit on our laps, if you sit on our laps sweetly and say, honey, you know what? If you, you know, can you mow the lawn? Can you do that? For, can you do that for me? Honey, can you take out the trash? Right. Sit on our laps and say it sweetly, seductively. We'll do it. Okay, let me let me we'll do it. Let me let me just say no, no, no. we are no, 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 yeah. nothing. Let me say that I disagree we'll with Corey. Send your letters to JV to the pros at Gmail. Uh-huh. No, here's the here's we'll the reason. It. Here's the reason. Uh-huh. Okay, um, you and I are a couple of good-looking guys. Okay? Well, whatever. I okay, mean, hang on. We live. I in, are the beholder. We live in a well. I are the beholder. No, but I'm saying that about myself. Right. I mean, okay. You know, but I mean, we're we're a couple of good-looking okay, guys. Okay, whatever. And we live in a state that's mostly populated by women. Here's, hang on, don't, don't, I do not, I have never, in the entire time I've lived in California, okay. allowed sex to motivate me into doing anything I didn't want to do. I just never did, because I just looked at it like, screw it, I mean, I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do, and there's plenty more women Listen, out there. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about on, uh, skydiving from the Empire State Building, but I'm talking about in committed relationships that that is a powerful elixir. It is a powerful elixir for us as men. I think it is. I think it's a powerful elixir when the guy doesn't have the options. I think if a guy has a lot of options, he's not going to take okay. as much crap. Well, but here, here's the reality. I'm not talking about taking crap because no one should take crap, men or women. But what I'm saying is this. Everybody has options. Men and women have options, so it's not about that. What I'm saying is that if you're in a relationship, whatever it's a committed relationship, whatever it's an open relationship, sex is a powerful elixir. I'm sorry, it just is. You can get me to do a whole lot if yeah. I know. If I know, that's at the end. Of yeah, the I'm not. I, I'm not jumping through any. Okay. I'm not jumping through any okay. hoops. You need me to take out the garbage. Hang on, I'm taking out Corey. the garbage. No. Okay. If I'm not in the mood to take Mow out the, the lawn. Garbage, I'm taking out Corey, the lawn. I'm I'm not okay. I am not. I am not going to compromise the way. If I don't okay. want to do the Walk laundry, the dog, if I don't want to do the laundry, if I don't want to take out the garbage, okay. if I don't want to mow the lawn, I'm not doing. Wash it. windows. Even if I think if I think that sex, too. If I think sex You're is do at, that, Corey. If I think sex uh-huh. is at the end of that, I'm still not doing it. If I don't want to do it, that's just the okay. way I feel. Well, about you know it. what? There are a lot of things in the world that I don't want to do. I don't necessarily want to get up every night, every morning and go to work. But I do it because why? Because you know what? I know that every two weeks I'm going to get paid. Right. So there's the thing. So but I know you say that to me sweetly. So your incentive hey, is paid or laid? I, I, I think that's a great. I think that's a great incentive. And I think if people are honest, it is a huge incentive. And I'm just laying it out there for me personally. Absolutely, freaking lutely. Okay, well, you get me to do a whole lot, <laughs> and then happens in the morning. Guess what? I'm pliable when the entire day. When so- oh, we want to go to oh, we want to go to Corey. we want to go to the right. uh, the in laws, and I don't necessarily want to go on Saturday. But guess what? Corey. that's been taken care of. Corey. yeah, okay, honey. Not not yeah, okay. Put your hand down, Paco. No, no, no. You're learning something here. <laughs> He's waving his hand like wrap Paco, this up. Paco, I'm sorry. Paco, when you get a girlfriend, don't listen to Corey's advice. Because uh, because once once okay. that once they realize that's your Achilles heel, then you're in trouble. You're in trouble because now you're no, no, no. now you're vulnerable. 
No, no, no. Well, let me back I up. Checked, let Mike. me back up. Let me back up here. Let me back up. Because if they let think they can hold sex over your head no, as, no, no. as like a carrot no, 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 in front no. of a horse, no, 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 forget no. about again, it. Again, again, you take it to the Neanderthal level. And what I'm talking about, what I'm talking about is you just said you're pliable all day if you get it in yes. the morning. <laughs> yes. That's not in the Neanderthal. You come out of the cave and you're like, feel good. <laughs> no. But you know what? <laughs> If you have done that, if you have done something for me, if you have done something for me that is important, then guess what? It is tit for tat. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to do that because you know what? Relationships, relationships are about and they fluctuate constantly. And so nothing is ever 50-50 at once. Sometimes it's 80-20. And it goes like this. Right, so like in other words, so in other words, you know what? Maybe in the morning you don't necessarily feel like having sex, but you know what? You do it anyway. No, I'm going to acknowledge that. No, and say, no, okay. No, you know no, what? No. I'm a little bit pliable. Oh, yeah, no. okay. You're I, being ridiculous. No, I'm not being, You're ridiculous. being ridiculous. Let me tell you something, Corey. Yeah, okay. If, tell if, me. if, if I'm with somebody in the morning uh-huh. and they don't want to have sex, uh-huh. I don't want them to have sex with me if they don't want to have sex. What I'm saying if they're is they're not on they that don't page, tell you, Jack. I'm not. I'm not. They there. don't tell you, Jack. They don't say, okay, that's a true. woman that's with you isn't going to say, you know what? I don't want to have sex with you, but I'm going to have sex with you. Come on. Let me. Let me. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm 60. You're going to be 60 any day now. No, I'm not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You are older. But when I I was in my 20s and 30s, obviously. 40 years ago. Right. Hang on. That really applies. Hang on. Hang on. Let me finish. You're going to let me talk? Let me say it. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. The reason I'm saying my 20s and 30s is because once a month, there was an issue, obviously, where Many women were just not in the mood during those few days. And I never thought, oh, yeah, extend yourself. Let me get some. I never said no, that. No, no, hang on, hang on a second. You, you did. About? You said if, if they're not in the mood they, and nothing, they do it no. anyway, no. then I'm appreciative all day no, long. That's you what were you being said. ridiculous. That is That's not what, what you I said. said. Yeah, you said if, they, if, if they're if not in the mood physical, okay, and they do it anyway. Lower your voice. Okay, lower your voice. If they do it anyway, if you have, you're appreciative all day long. I don't want them to do it. I if they're not, not down that. from the beginning. I did not say that. But let me tell you something. You are in, you are marching in a fool's parade if you think that every single time that you've been in a relationship that a woman has this, uh, that a woman wants to have sex with you. Every single time. You are marching in a fool's parade. I'm very desirable. Okay. You are marching in a fool's parade. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I mean. You are. But one of the things, one of the you things, are. one of the things I've always established going in is that if you, if you are not in the mood to go on a motorcycle ride or go watch me play baseball or go do this or go do that or, do, or have sex, okay. just say it. Every I don't want you to do it. Every person in a relationship extends himself. No. You know bloody well that happens. Do you think, every person do you in think a relationship, I do? Every person. Well, maybe, maybe not you. No. Because inside of that dome is all like messed up. No, and, and, I just you know if, and humpback no, and crooked. I establish. So I don't know about on. that. I established that going in. No. Look, I'm not going to ask you to do anything okay. if you don't want to do it. And if you don't want to do it, I certainly want you to tell me because I don't want afterwards to say, "Oh man, I had sex with you." I really wasn't. It in is the mood. impossible. Don't play that with. It me. is impossible to be in a relationship and say and say, "Do you know what? I'm going to do." Everything that I want to do with this person all the time. That why do you think that's, that's impossible? Ma- because that smacks of being selfish. 
No, it, it, yeah, it, it works both ways, no, though. It doesn't, doesn't Just work. the way you said it, it's like a yin and yang. No, Hang it doesn't on. work. Give the mic over here. Maybe, maybe, Hang on. Maybe, maybe it's a nice combination of both of the points you're making. You will do something for your partner that maybe that's not your favorite thing to do, but you will do because you care and you love them. But on the other hand, you're saying you want it to be genuine. Yeah. Don't fake it. Don't so yeah. you both are making it. Right. Yeah, when I was a kid, I heard jokes about people faking orgasms. I thought, how horrible is that, that they're with their husband and faking it when they didn't want to do it in the first place? And I and when I became an adult, I thought, never. Just I, everybody I dated, I said, do not. Just say you don't want to. Okay, but you cannot sit there and tell me that every woman that you Every single with, time. That has not faked it. <laughs> every again, single time. Again. See the parade walking down the street? See the parade walking down that street? Every That's single time. That's a fool's time. parade. And wait a minute. On the float, there's Jack Vecchio. Women? women. There he is. Waving pom-poms. Women that have been with me. Waving pom-poms. Women that have been with me knew that they had that comfort zone okay. of being able to say, look, I'm just not in the mood. Well, you keep, okay, well, you keep believing that. See, for me, I don't even allow myself to go there, whatever they're faking or not. I just don't. Because I'll never know. Have you, have you ever said you weren't in the mood? For, Corey, uh, have you ever said you weren't in the mood? For sex, for sex? yeah, for sex. Yes, yes. Me too. Yes. Me too. Okay. I mean, I have. <laughs> I, I have. I've just been, what like, I'm tired. Saying is, I'm just what tired, I'm saying is know? that that's also, what I'm saying is that's acceptable. Yes. I'm not saying every time, but I'm saying at some point in relationships, you do extend yourself and you say, mm -hmm. okay, you know what? I have to do this, you know, because... I feel this I'm not, way. I'm not doing it because this, I might get laid. I feel this way about him or her. Oh, no. All I said about that, I spoke about myself personally. And I said, you know what? You do that. And I'm, especially in the morning, I'm pretty pliable for the rest of the day. And that's all I said. Me, Corey Rand. I will keep that in mind that's if you and I go camping. Okay. Well, you. <laughs> Sometimes you just do it if you know your partner is interested too. Right. I mean. That's no. just, that's okay. Well, you no. know what? I, you know that's what? I, I think I might be just built differently. Maybe, maybe because I think most guys will just get it whenever they can get it. They'll just take it okay. out. But They'll see, take it however they can get it. I'm just not that guy. Okay. I'm really not. I don't do things that I don't want to do. I'm a really simple man. So you might be like taking it to like all the way you to say a you're level, a simple man. To a just, level, just to a, a level, <laughs> to a level that it needs, that it doesn't need to go. I'm just saying in general. Yeah, I'm pliable to that. Yeah, but That's you just said, you just said if someone doesn't want to fool around and they fool around anyway, you're good for the rest of the day. And if they and if they do that and they extend themselves, yes. Well, let me like, let me ask okay. let me ask you something. If you, what do you need me to if do? You, for if you if you just day? had sex with somebody, if you just had sex with somebody that you know. Really didn't want to have sex with you. Okay, that's they different. Okay, on. that's different. And hang then on. we start getting no, into no, hang on, weird, hang on. Hear me we start out. Getting into a weird situation. Hear me out. Okay, then don't Hear say me really. Hear me out. So then, if, go back. If you put the car in reverse, I'm not putting the car in reverse. Listen, stop talking okay, for a second. Go ahead. Just listen. Go ahead. If you just had sex with somebody mm -hmm. that you knew kind of wasn't into it or in the mood, how? I mean, first of all, during, and second of all, after, wouldn't you feel worse? Okay. Okay, if the if the woman doesn't want to do it, then no, I'm not going to do it. There you go. Then that's smacks of like harassment. Then we start getting into like rape and other things. So no, you are taking it. Like I said, you're taking it to way to another level. 
But you are being naive if you think that every time that a woman is 100% into, you know what, I want to have sex with you, well, 100%, you are naive. I have to agree with you a, a little bit, a little bit, because I just watched um, a talk show. Okay, here pro- we go, bringing a movie on, in. No, not a movie. I just watched I just watched a talk show interview. Okay, all right. And and the the show was made comprised of women. And the women were very candid about the fact that sometimes they just have to get themselves motivated to get into it because otherwise they're going to listen to hell throughout the day about how they sent them to work or sent them to sleep without getting some. Okay, well that's well that's being stupid and being a Neanderthal. But I think that it it falls upon us as men to do what's called, and I've heard this from women, prime the pump. In other words, do things to get them motivated, to, interested that's to whole, have sex with That's them. a whole other thing than what no, you were saying earlier. No, it's not. You were saying if they extend themselves and they're not in the mood, because and they do it anyway, because... I'm good to go for the day. Yes, that's <laughs> true too. That's true, too. But you're talking about, well, if they're really not interested in everything, you're taking it way to another level. Because, see, I'm sorry, Jack, there is what it sounds like to me is that there's a little bit of a selfish aspect. And I'm saying that, you know what, I'm a little bit more open minded and a little bit freer. When it comes I don't I don't think I'm being selfish. I think just quite the contrary. All right. I think I think probably in my teens. I, I didn't understand. Okay, 50 years ago. Hang on a all right. I think in my teens, well, that's when I started having sex. All right. I think I looked at it like, okay, you know what? If they're willing to go for it, I'm going for it. Okay, but that's an hang immature on. way of hang looking on. at it. Once I'm mature, knows, hang on. I was, I'm not done. I don't I'm look at things talking there, when I was a teen. Hang on a second when there. I was a teen. Don't, I don't look at things no, no. the way I am now. Right, because I matured. Okay. And when I got in my 20s, uh-huh. I looked at it like, hey. 40 years ago. All right. But when I got in my 20s, that was the beginning of my adult life. <laughs> okay. That was the beginning of my adult life. All right. And I looked at it like, you know what? I don't need to put somebody in that position ever. I, I just agree. Don't. You know, but and it I, happens anyway. Not to me. We feel the, okay, you keep believing that. I don't. It doesn't happen to All me. All right. You keep believing that, man. I'm saying it's not a I fool's parade. It. It's not a fool's parade. Yeah, I don't believe it. Okay. I, I don't I don't I don't believe that. If you think it doesn't happen to you. Well, I, I I am sure that I established those ground rules going in. I when I when I start seeing okay. somebody. When I start seeing somebody, right. I'm very clear about that. Okay. I know that in my life I've been clear about a whole lot of things and it has gone off the rails. Yes, it has gone off the rails. So we can be clear. And it still goes off the rails. And what I'm saying is, this is where the versatility comes into mind. This all goes back to what I said, versatility. And and I'm sorry, in relationships, we don't always do 100% or 100% that we want to do this because this is what they want to do. Okay. Sorry, doesn't happen. Okay. All right. We're going to we're going to agree to disagree on some of these points. I'm going to ask the ladies about the 100%, and that's how we're going to wrap hang it on up. A second. We're going to hear from them. And then I'm going to shut up. I'm not going to say anything more. I want to hear from the ladies about that 100%. So if I say, if I say to you, we, we could mildly agree to disagree on this. And if I say 100% of the time, I at least, I'm sure through communication that this green light is on both sides. I'm sure. Let's hear from women. You said you weren't going to say anything else. I thought I had Let's hear from women. <laughs> You said you're going to be quiet. <laughs> All right. So let's let's hear from the female end of this. I, I think when the green light is on for one person, 
it's nice when it's the other person at least respects it. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. What the hell does that mean? If you, <laughs> Admittedly, if I don't know what the hell that means either. Well, why did you I'm move with the microphone? The, I'm with you. Why did you go move because, on? Oh, yeah. Let's go to contestant number two. Because, <laughs> because I didn't even want to try to untangle. No, no. That doesn't. To that be doesn't, honest with you. That doesn't make sense. Jack, if one person's on green and the other person's on Jack, yellow or red. To be honest with you, I did not even want to untangle. No, no. You're afraid. I don't. I'm not afraid. You're I don't afraid. know what the hell that meant. Hey. And I just did what happened. Yeah. No, don't be don't be cooperative. You're not getting laid here. <laughs> Hang on. It goes back to communications. Yeah, but you're saying if somebody's on the green light and the other person's like red or yellow, then why would that be okay to go along to go along with that? Because sometimes sometimes uh it may be the other way and the other person would also like some um so this is what you're talking about, about extending yourself. Mm-hmm. So you turn around and say, okay, I wasn't planning on doing this. I wasn't in the mood particularly, but I'll get, I'll find the mid ground and get through it. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. See, I wouldn't do that. But I don't again, do that. Well, we know you wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. We know you wouldn't yeah. do it. And no matter what we you got try, <laughs> no matter how hard you try, Corey, we go camping. I ain't doing it. <laughs> okay. I promise. Okay. I promise you he's safe. <laughs> I think, um, Jack, um, <laughs> your ego is on the way because I think oh. that Corey is right when he's thinking, what is what really turned on a woman? And for us, we are not that simple. Nothing can turn me on more than my husband doing something that I don't ask for, but he knows I wanted to take the trash out to... Attention because he knows you and he knows what you like, yeah, there is right? Commitment. Right, and that takes that takes commitment. place over time. It's not like if you don't want, I don't want. Right, but he has learned no. he has learned this about you over Corey time. Is talking about there is a commitment. Okay, you are trying to understand what is what I mean. You wow, are I got, I got, I got it. Can go no, no, I got, I got what you mean. And our other audience, in our audience? Well, I'm thinking that at the end of the day, if you can let the other person be who they are, and they can let you be yourself, just be real about it all, then that's a really comfortable place. So you agree with me. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) I got a support system. (laughs) Baco. He doesn't, have anything, he doesn't have anything to say, or do you? Do you have anything to say? What she said about, you know, uh, about commitment and everything, it just goes back to what I said about accountability. It's doing something nice for a change for somebody else, and then they respect that, and vice versa, because, right. you know, relationships are a two-way street. For a change, and that's the key thing, that sometimes you step outside of yourself, you step outside of your comfort zone, not all the time. That was that's good. That not right, all the time, but you do it. Because you say, you know what? I really like this person. I really care about this person. This person is really cool. This person is really fun. So you know what? What the hell? I'm going to do it. Because God knows if I did everything that I wanted, you know what? I'd be a douchebag. I'm sorry. I just would. I would be a douchebag. And so I recognize that I can't do, I cannot do everything that I want. And I think for the most part in my life, I've been fortunate in life that I've been able to have the careers that I want, jobs that I want, different things. Podcast travel. partners you want. Yeah, we travel, put that on the list. <laughs> travel and everything. 
But I recognize with myself that, you know what? And I always tell myself, you know what? Be the type of person that you would want to hang with. And so occasionally you have to do this. Even though I may hate it inside, I won't show it. Yeah, and it's just it's about being a sacrifice. Right. I'm not saying it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, if you're making sacrifices all the time, then you find yourself in a sacrificial relationship. And that's that's not a relationship either. That's not because what Corey was saying is like a seesaw. It's sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, but you should never be completely up or completely down. Yeah. And and in that, I mean, we'll put a bow on it, but in that we have to say that everybody here agrees with me. Okay, you like <laughs> you like to think you like to think that, but once again, you got owned. You got owned. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed tonight and dream about the fact that everyone agreed with what me. What you do What you do in bed is is your affair. Oh, I'm gonna be pretty Literally. excited, and I ain't turning me down. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna wrap up. Season three, episode 32 of JV to the Pros, a heated version of JV to the Pros. And we went well over tonight. Good we luck went, editing this, Paco. <laughs> we went well, we went well over. And listen to me, for you people that wear the tinfoil hats, <laughs> I still love you. We will get back to doing Truth is know, Alien. Truth is Alien. I know it's goofy. Next There's a week, lot of stuff out there. Next week, we're going to talk about the, the, the screening of Promised Land. We're going to talk about yes. the baseball playoff race. We're going to talk about the fact that <laughs> we're going to, well, actually, there's some really great stuff going on, but we'll talk about it. Uh, and we're going to talk about the beginning of the football season. Yeah, football we'll season about, begins. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And um, we'll talk about, I, wanted to, I want to talk about with the truth is alien. I want to talk about. Well, don't give it up now. Okay. Stone, stone, don't now. Don't, don't let him guess okay, what it is. Right. Okay. Go no stone or okay. something. No, don't say what it is. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, Jack, I never told you I got a job. I work for the repossession company. I'm here to repo your ego. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Whoa. On the way out the door. <laughs> Whoa! Let me tell you something, Spider. <laughs> what am I on permanent ignore? <laughs> this has been. This is Paco's breakout. No kidding. He gets around girls and they're hot and he's just going nuts. Okay. Hot chicks turn him on. You know, we saw, you know, we saw in 1983 when Michael Jackson, when he did on Motown 25 and he did, uh, you know, Billie Jean for the first time. 1984. Trust me. I'm sorry, 1984. 1983. And he did his breakout. That's Paco right now. When did Michael Jackson do Billie Jean on the Music Awards, Paco? That was in 1984. Hello, Jack is right again. Say I was wrong. No, no, no. No, no it no. makes you more appealing and sexy. No, I was wrong saying I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry because Paco looked it up wrong. I said Motown. No, he did the breakout thing on the Music Awards, no, 1984. He did not. No, Absolutely. No, he did not. Yeah, he it killed was it. 1983. <laughs> Look it up. I will bet you another dinner. No, I'm not betting any more dinners. 1983. Okay, well, 1983, (laughs) Motown 25. 1983. Hold on, Paco's got something. It was May 16th, 1983. And I also represent Mr. Lucifer. I'm here to collect your soul. Looks like... So once again, you got owned. I told no, you. No, it was 1984 at the Music Awards. No, it was not. When everybody, right. No, every... he's right, because Motown had its 25th anniversary that right. year. Right, 1983. I'm he's... sorry. <sighs> You're wrong. There's got to be stuff you don't know. 
You're wrong. Again. <laughs> All right. All right. You want to be started that, something. That, that is got to be started. That is season something. three, episode thirty-two of JV to the Pros. I'm Jack Vecchio with my partner, Corey, the annoying Iron Man Ramsey. <laughs> Ladies, send your hate yeah. mail to JV to Jack the Vecchio. At Carol Jack Vecchio. <laughs> okay, so you could find JV to the Pros all spelled out on Stitcher. Tune in iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, Buzzsprout. Uh, what else? What else? You know what? Everywhere. You, if you have Alexa, yeah, all it, you have to do just is just right say, yeah. you know, listen to JV on the pro. JV, JV to, to the, the pros. <laughs> Podcast. There you go. Okay. And we want to thank Paco, the last man standing, the technical a- genius. A.K.A. Spider. 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 Okay, Spider. I got to go dig a hole. Why don't you go f*** yourself? Paco, thank you very much. We want to thank our audience for showing up. And that is season three, episode 33, 32 of JB the Pros. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah.